Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast for round 17, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who's just returned from a night out at an Osaka bar. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day Michael. Sorry if I'm a little bit dazed today. I'm a bit jet lagged. I uh, just flew back in from Osaka overnight. Yeah, you've turned it on for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I uh, had a ball over there. I was over there. Uh, my mate, uh, Ricky Olorenshaw. Uh-huh. Um, He's uh, put together like a an Asian sort of football tournament. Yep. And so I went over there. I was captain of the Osaka Origami Swans. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the I've AFL got... Asia tournament, yeah. Yeah. And so I was over there, and we were playing against some Australians. And uh, the team that I was playing for, we didn't win. We lost to the uh, Indonesian Volcanoes. Uh-huh. Good the... team. They're a good team. They're no Paris Poodles, but they're a good team. Yeah, well, they had a few ring-ins, which I, you know, yeah, I you wasn't impressed about. about. Yeah, no, no, that's not yeah. on, not on. You go, you go, this guy's, he's never been outside of Bali. He doesn't know Indonesia. Yeah, we take our AFL Asia tournaments very seriously. Yeah, if he was playing for the Dempasar Rabbit Dogs, then I'd say, you know, he knows what he's doing there. But if he's just all Indonesia. Anyway, not the point. I digress. Yeah. They won. And then what happened was uh, we exchanged jumpers, as you do. And so I I managed to get Brian Lake's jumper. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I was wearing that. You know, it's it's traditional Australian rules thing. You switch jumpers at the end of the game. And then uh, I went out that night. And so I had the number 17 Indonesian Volcanoes uh, jumper on my back. And I got into a little bit of a scuffle <laughs> at an Osaka bar. And they said, who do you think you are? And I said, oh, I reckon I'm Brian Lake, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I said that as a joke because I know I'm not Brian Lake. No, we all know you're not Brian Lake. Yeah, but uh, according to the cops, because I had his number on and shouted, I am Brian Lake, apparently I got him into a bit of trouble. Jeez, dude, have you, are you the problem after all? It turns out that, uh, yeah, I may have... I, don't th- I think Brian Lake, he, he was in his hotel room drinking green tea. When the police came and banged down his door and took him away and locked him up for six nights. Dude, he, uh, he came back today. Came back today, Australian time, uh, after mm. spending, what, roughly about seven or eight nights in a, uh, a Japanese prison, uh, which I'm sure is not fun. Um, they talk about him having three bowls of rice a day. And also, I feel bad for the bloke by the fact that he had already done Survivor. Oh, so you don't think he was uh, that well fed at well, yeah. this point in his life? Yeah, like I think he's got out of Survivor. I don't know where they've done Survivor, but you're going to have to do kind of. I think Survivor, Australian Survivor this year is like uh, sports people versus normies. Uh huh. And so Brian's gone off to do uh, Survivor and supposed to spend about maybe two months there, you know, not eating a great deal. And then he's but like, that, oh, finally. Doesn't this make him more equipped for it, though? Well, actually, there's probably good preparation. I mean, I always encourage people, if you ever think you're going to jail, <laughs> make sure you do, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, or uh, survive it before you do. Just kind of yeah. climb yourself to it. But I figure, like, he gone, he got out and he's like, oh, mate, I can eat whatever I want, fantastic, yep. I can have, yep. I can turn it on. And then it's like, oh, I'm back, to, I'm back to where I was, okay? I'm back to where I was. So the Japanese prison system, apparently, uh, so he spent six nights in prison, they can hold you without charge for up to 23 days. It's kind of interesting. It also sounds like a random number to kind of pick. Why well, it's, a, it's probably one of their favourite prime numbers. I, I don't want to get into the psyche of, of the Japanese people, but now, I know their love of prime numbers is pretty big. Now, you went to Japan, was it last year maybe? Did you go to Osaka? I did go to Osaka. Okay. And I, I know the district that he was out in. It's kind of like the, uh, I guess the party district, it's not like, uh, it's not like Phuket or, you know, the Gold Coast during schoolies week. It's not like nuts, mm-hmm. but it's where the majority of the bars are. Okay, like a kind of King's Crust kind of thing? Yeah, again, yes, but but no, because just the, the Japanese culture is not one of, of disrespect, like Brian Lake showed. They're very uh, polite 
friendly people, mm-hmm. and they don't like uh, massive dudes who only got a game because they were third man up and won a Norm Smith medal based on that. <laughs> I reckon that's where the anger stemmed from. <laughs> with the anger about the three-peat. Does the Hawthorne three-peat extend to Osaka? Yeah. Have we checked with the, the Osaka police? Do they, in fact, barrack for Footscray? And uh-huh. they're angry that Lakey turned on them. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. And went and got three flags with that those dirty, rotten, stinking Hawthorns. I think it goes all the way to the top, man. I think it goes mm. all the way. So his manager, Marty Pask... Uh, mm. who made a mercy dash to Japan to help facilitate his release. That Blake uh, will discuss his in, uh, incarceration at a later date. Uh, do you think it, that comes out of his uh, management fees? Like, does he go, oh, mate, you're paying for all this shit? I do wonder. Like, I mean, I haven't managed myself personally. And I'm like, if I ever got locked up overseas, yeah, I, I, I have no expectation that they would come to try and get me out. I'd be like, you're like, really? I think I've brought this on myself. I'm, uh, I'm happy to help it, uh, sort this out as much. At myself, mum and dad. I think I'd like to come along. Yeah, but see, Marty Pass sees Lakey as his as his money maker. He's got to look after where the the cash is coming out from. Oh, maybe then I, my realization is that I don't make enough money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. No one, no one would give a fuck about you. <laughs> so, do you think he added to Brian's bargains in an amusing way? Uh, Six nights free accommodation in Osaka. Hashtag Brian's bargains. I'll tell you what, man. It'll be really fascinating to find out what happens, like how it happened and, and what the go happened. I'm looking at the thing here. It says, we don't know whether it was a push or a shove or it was a verbal argument or a punch. He must have been in some sort of argument or scuffle with a local Japanese man. They talk about also that mediation was a big deal and that I read something about the family, Brian's family, uh, filming a piece to camera almost to apologize so uh-huh. you had to kind of come come at it from a, diff- a few different angles well let's just break that down let's just say it wasn't a verbal stoush because it's pretty rare you get locked up for a verbal stoush <laughs> yeah I, I, think we, I think we, we can take that we can take that off the table right now <laughs> let's just assume it wasn't um and then do they like did the japanese police go back through because he's been putting on his instagram account that he's he's broken up with his partner Oh, his wife, oh. and do, do they oh. go back and go? Well, who's this? I oh, know it's sad. It's oh, sad. Poor and, Brian. and Brian would have been ruining the fact that you know he's got all this time in Osaka, but he can't can't get out there and and you know hit on the ladies. He's, oh, he's stuck in prison. That's bummed me out now that you've brought up that about Brian. Oh, sad. Mate, it's reality. People break up. That's why you're single and have been for so many, many, many years now. Yeah, but I've broken up with so many people. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's oh. not breaking up, mate. Poor Brian. Uh, so, gotcha. what do you think that means for his uh, future with the Indonesian volcanoes? Like, imagine him. Uh, aside from having to fly back to Melbourne and face his family, mm-hmm. he's got to face the Indonesian volcanoes leadership group, and those guys—they're hard. They're hard asses. We know that's like leading teams over there. I mean, but yeah, particularly that they took on um, Collective Mind earlier this year. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a big deal for the uh, for the Indonesian. I'm looking through Brian. Sorry, I'm distracted. I'm looking through Brian's uh, Instagram now. Oh, this. Well, the, the last photo was him wearing the Osaka. No, the uh, the volcano's jumper. Is that correct? Uh, there's a new one after that. So this is uh, so there's wearing the volcano's jumper, uh, and then there's a new one with him holding a cup. Oh, and he's holding up four fingers as if he won like a fourth premiership. There you go. So he's still in a good mood post match. Still in a good mood, and then the next one is. Let me get my mouse working. The next one is like a guy doing kind of karaoke, I suppose you'd say. Okay. So he's he's in a good mood. So at this point, post things haven't gone horribly downhill. No, yeah, post-game. And then uh, probably about two hours after that, uh, something happened, and he went... <laughs> he got into a verbal stash. I'm locked up. I'm locked up. You know what I loved uh, today? So he flew back into Tullamarine Airport in Melbourne today, and there were shots of him coming through the airport... He still found the time to go to duty free. Oh, did he? He had a duty free bag with him, so he's still he's still getting to Brian's bargains. He's not giving up. <laughs> on, he's got he's got a you know uh, an image to portray. Yeah. And just because he's you know a, a fucking prisoner now, an ex con, doesn't mean he's got to pay full price for a big bottle of scotch. It's a hell of a story. How do you think it plays now, like in terms of media work and the like? Like, are people too fussed by it? I don't think people are too fussed by it. I think. Because it seems like something that if it was in another country, you may, you know, be locked up. Say it was in, in Australia, you get four hours lock up, which mm-hmm. is pretty standard for Brian. Remember he got locked up after the Portsy Polo? Yeah, it's pretty standard for you. 
Mate, I've been locked up once, and that was at the uh, after the 94 grand final. Different story. But having been through what Brian's been through, I have uh, amalgamated back into society, and I think that he should be allowed to as well. <laughs> you paid your... Yeah, you... you you're right. I did. I paid my juice. Yeah, you paid your punishment, yeah. Uh, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine, and I think it actually will be reflected on kind of funnily. I completely agree. Like, if you were a part of uh, Channel 10 Survivor, you would look at this and go, I reckon this is not bad publicity. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Unless Vision comes out of him punching a uh, kindergarten schoolgirl in the face, mm, mm. I think everyone's just going to be like, ha Lakey, you clown. One little uh, addition to the tale, which I haven't heard from him for a long time, was um, Wayne Gardner, you know, the motorcycle world champ? Yes. He spent 12 days in a Japanese jail a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and he said that Brian Lake should get out as quick as he could. Well, you know what? I don't reckon uh, Wayne Gardner needed to say that. I don't reckon Blakey was sitting there just with his feet up going, I'm fucking enjoying the solitude. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the confinement. And apparently you get kept in the cell. They All of a sudden we knew a lot about what goes on in Japanese prisons. We did. But you, you were kept in the cell for 23 hours a day. Now, I don't... I've, I, we know Brian Lake. There's not a lot going on upstairs. Like, I reckon for about 21 and a half hours, there was just kind of nothing. Like, he'd run out of things to think about. And I'm actually curious, too. Like, the Japanese prison system sounds much harsher than you kind of think. Like, I, I would have thought that the Japan prison system would be kind of quite modern and quite, you know, we've worked it out, how to make people better and how to bring people back into society but it sounds like shut the door three bowls of rice one hour one hour a day you're on your own well i think this is probably why it's such a polite and uh you know obedient society is because they fucking mess with you yeah gotcha yeah having said that their food is delicious I mean, like yeah. three that three bowls of rice would they, be they'd be delicious rice probably, yeah <laughs> well, yeah it'd probably be like a teriyaki don wouldn't you think you might get uh, sashimi I'm fascinated. I'm looking through the article now. Oh, here we go. Gardner was accused of assaulting three men in an alleged road rage incident. Okay, there we go. Because I was trying to work out what Gardner was uh, accused of. Yeah. Uh, but he said it's pretty bad. But anyway, football, Adam. Football. It's been a massive weekend of, of surprising results. Teams, mm. are, teams that were written off as dead are back. Yep. Teams that were alive are now dead. It's just been Carlton's still fucked. Like, it's just been <laughs> a weekend of anomalies. So let's go through the ladder, Michael. Yeah, let's have a look, yeah. So Tigers are still on top, but uh, they're, they're joined. I mean, they're basically a game clear because, uh, you know, they've got, they got 13% on West Coast, but uh, they lost to GWS yesterday. And what was it? Did you see the game last night up at, up at uh, Rod Carter Studios? Did you have it on? I saw patches of it, yeah. GWS. They're not you, gone, had, though. They're not gone, had, are they? Had you written them off? I had written them off maybe about three weeks ago. But now yep. they're back, yeah. After they defeated Hawthorne, and you saw that you saw how good they were on that day, Adam. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> that is very true. You know when you don't want to get GWS, mate. You don't want to get him in September because <laughs> the Giants uh, they're primed even even without their uh, their big forward Jeremy Cameron, who I think is back in another week or two. Yeah, sure. I think maybe they have got another two weeks if they can survive those. Without him, yeah. and even get maybe one more win on the board, they are primed. Well, they got Toby Green back, and I mean, obviously they have Patton now gone, which is fucking awful for yeah. him. But um, but yes. yeah, no, they're, they're the bottom of the eight, and I actually think one of the they'd be one of the teams you would you would not want to 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 be, uh, to meet at the bottom of the eight. No, and and you mentioned uh, you mentioned Jonathan Patton going down with his uh, third knee reconstruction. God, that's a lot. The guy's only like seventeen. He's yeah, he's like three fucking... years old. Yeah. Yeah, he struggled, but uh, Stephen Coniglio had this to say. So they were talking about, you know, the players trying to stay positive for him, but he said uh, it's a shit thing to happen to anyone, let alone a bloke who's already done it twice before. It was really tough for myself and Shorey, former flatmate Heath Shaw, and those guys that are closest to him. So what he's saying is that uh, only the people that live with him really know what he's going through. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But then he said... I'm a Catholic boy, and when something like that happens, you get really upset and question why. And Johnny is probably thinking, why does this keep happening to me? Hmm. Hmm. So what I'm picking up there, he's blaming God. Yeah, true. No, that, that can happen. Caniglio's lost his faith in God. For sure. I remember when Bucanaro went down in 83 in the grand <laughs> final. 
and uh, with the uh, patella tendon. And my yeah. first thought, as I saw him fall over, I thought, <laughs> why, why God? <laughs> Cruel Lord. Did you did you go into confession and just went? I want to confess. Immediately, I, I left the ground and I went. <laughs> I went up to St. Pat's Cathedral and I went into confession. I said, "Speak to me, son." I said, "Look, Father, um, uh, I have to, something to confess." Uh, during the first quarter of the '83 Grand Final, I called God a fucking cunt because Bacanara yep. went down with a fucking patella tendon. Now, granted, uh, Colin Robinson will um, knock Tim Watson out, but that's not enough. I want no, more. It's not. And the priest went, oh, well, spoiler alert, fuckhead. I'm stuck in the booth. Yeah, he said, I'm watching the replay, mate. <laughs> yeah, my, my, I was going to say my wife is taping it, but she's not. <laughs> my good, my, my good, my good. Um, yeah, yeah, a lady who I may have stuff with, but yeah, not a wife. Yes. Uh, uh. Say, say three rosaries and the Hawthorne theme song twice, my son. Yeah, gotcha. So I, I think it's a, it, they're in a bad place. If uh, I, I don't think now that he's lost faith in God. I don't believe that the Giants can win... The grand final, because in the back of, in back of his head, Caniglio thinks God's not going to give us this premiership cup. But what a great speech, though! If he gets up there, everyone freaked out in '89 when Ablett thanked God when he got the Norm Smith. Yeah, but if uh, Caniglio can get up there and be like, "I'd like to bring God up here with me," oh, yeah, well, God is <laughs> you deserve this there. more than anyone. <laughs> this one's for God. <laughs> Finally, could swap jumpers with God. <laughs> What did you think about uh, uh, Damien Hardwick saying that uh, we're going to have to have ducking practice? Interesting. So he talked about Toby Green. So Toby Green back. Toby Green, love Toby Green. Uh, came back and he got one high, I think, in the second term, uh, yeah. which I don't think was a ducking, but he did lower himself. And so he got the high. He drew the free kick. And then yeah. I think they talked about there was a Dustin Martin one kind of similar where he got taken high. And so Dimo was being a little bit cheeky, a little bit cheeky, yeah. as a winning coach can be, and say... Um, well, they didn't win that night, but the winning been winning in a while, uh, saying that they might bring ducking practice into training. Uh, we've reached a uh, uh, we've reached a point, Adam. We need mm. to make a decision on the ducking uh, processes. Or do you think we need a rule change? I think we need to just elaborate to in terms of like if you if you lower your body, then fuck you. They've and kind of and also tr- stick to it though. Like they have the rule, but also well, yeah, like, that's like the thing. enforce yeah. it. Enforce Bloody, it. Yeah, that, that's where it is, mate. The, the rule fucking exists. They're just not... They're, they're paying it sometimes. They're not paying it other times. Yeah. And if I see a fucking set of knees drop again, like, oh, you just... The umpire should be able to call him out. Stop the game. Stop. You. You. You fucking dropped your knees, mate. And let the crowd just get stuck in him. Sight flashes up on the screen. Drop knee dropper. Yeah. Dropped yep, his gotcha. knees. Yep, sure. You humiliate this person. Maybe put him in a cage on the wing for fifteen minutes. It's not bad. That's not bad. Or maybe you let them free in the crowd, like in their uh, in the opposition um, cheer squad. And see, oh, they'll fucking they'll be dropping to their knees, mate. But it'll be legit. <laughs> you go. This is this is why you should be dropping to your knees when you fucking fucking coward punched them. It'll be the Boomers versus uh, uh, Philippines all over again. I miss that in our great game. <laughs> it, 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 I'm embarrassed that. Uh, uh, basketball is now the most violent sport in Australia and not Australian rules. Yeah, it disappoints yeah, me. Yeah, one down the list. But um, uh, big news in the uh, Pies and Eagles. Huge game. Because, uh, you know, West Coast, they never win here. They have never won at the MCG ever. Did you know that? I will say that is actually a massive win just for the Eagles themselves by the fact that being, being uh, winning at the MCG is so massive for them and also to win against the team that is in contention. They would be going home tonight full of confidence. It is very true. Do you think they're helped? So question without notice. Ah, shit. I hate when you do this shit. I know. Are they being helped by the shape of the new domain stadium? Well, isn't it the size? Oh, sorry. Optus Optus Stadium. Sorry. Sorry to our uh, sponsors. Isn't it the size of the MCG? Yeah. It's exact dimensions. Well, yeah. Absolutely then. Yeah. Perfectly. So well, now and, and, they're and just running around for, going, I think we feel like we're at home. And also, full credit to the people who made the stadium to have that in mind. Do you think it's that big a fucking deal? Well, I think it's an idea of you go, well, if we're going to oh, make I know, it... for the designers. Like, they just went, let's just make it like the MCG. They go, and one of them would have gone, yeah, of course I'm fucking doing it. What, do you think? <laughs> what am I, a fucking moron? <laughs> I'm making I was, fucking the size uh, of Monica, uh, you dickhead. Yeah, I was going to make it like the MCG, you fucking <laughs> you cockhead. You fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Actually, I want to I want to be in that conversation where someone was like, hey, I've got an idea. Should we make it the size of the MCG? And it was like, oh, good on you, fuckwit. As if we weren't going to do that. 
Oh, Gary. Fucking good one, Gary. <laughs> oh, fucking you got the ideas, man, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Every time he comes in, oh, it's the, it's the MC, Gary. Oh, oh fucking well done, Gaz, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> You'd be letting him know about it anyway, but uh, that yeah, that is a huge win, and also not uh, not a small one, a five like almost six goal victory. That's yep. that's a massive effort from the Eagles. But are they now doomed because they've lost Nick Nat for what potentially could be a uh, season-ending knee injury? You're right, you're right. I think hmm, can they win it without Nick Nat? I reckon they can. I mean, they had a year without him, obviously. Um, mm. I think I think they're okay. It would be sad and. It won't be up there with like a Bob Murphy type, you know, winner and he's not there. But I think it'll be not far from because I think everyone would love to see a Nick Nat uh, get a medal. Well, that is true. But I, I, I'm with you on that. I think Scott Lysette has been playing the uh, – he's played a career best season for mine. And I have followed Scott Lysette. I'm talking like since under eights. Like I have – You're one of the originals. Yeah. You got yeah, the like – his parents have gone, Adam, you've got to stop coming to watch yeah, Scott it's weird. play. It's weird, mate. It's getting weird. Like, there were times in the backyard where I was like, fuck, you're playing really well, buddy. <laughs> but I reckon in 2018, you're going to top this. And then the police are like, come this way, buddy. Yeah. Put your yeah. T- knees on the ground, hands up. That's mate, it. We've got a warrant for you on Osaka. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot going on. What are you doing here? So, are Collingwood now... Everyone was talking about, you know, the the big one-two with Richmond. It was going to be, you know, possibly a, a Collingwood-Richmond grand final. What do we think of Collingwood? Is it a blip? Dude, I mean, I'm the wrong person to talk to. I'm hoping Collingwood do not fucking go fucking anywhere. I'm fucking hoping they miss the eight. Like, there's something in my heart where I'm like, no, Collingwood are not a fucking top two team this year. They are not a top two team. Hang on, hang on. I, what I don't like about the way that you're saying that is you make it sound like oh, I've got a fucking Collingwood jumper on <laughs> and uh, down the Holden Centre every fucking week. I don't want Collingwood up there either, mate, but it's reality. Yeah, sure, And we've sure. got to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Eagles. Okay, Richmond Eagles, one, two, okay? And then whatever. Whatever happens, the rest, <laughs> work it out. Hey, the footbridge opened in Perth, though, mate. Big news. Pretty exciting. It's a shame that West Coast didn't get to open it. It was Frio who got the uh, first dibs on it. Thank you so much for all the people who've kind of sent us messages over the last few months about the uh, the, the footbridge opening. And yeah, they walked over it today, heading into Optus Stadium. Love it. That would be pretty exciting, you know, because uh, as, as a fan, you know, you're heading over there. You're like, oh, I reckon this is going to make, because I'm assuming they get off a train station. I'm not sure, totally sure. I do know for a fact that... um. Uh, for the first 16 rounds of the year, um, Perth fans had to swim over the river. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was no way yeah. to get across there apart from um, f- apart from swim- swimming or some people would have rowboats. <laughs> rowboats? Rowboats. But, uh, yeah, that, the only way you could get there. So the Dockers fans get there. Uh, it's an $83 million project. That sounds like too much. That sounds too much no matter how you put it. So I'm having a look. I've gone to uh, bloody Google Maps, and I'm having a look at Optus Stadium. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Google has updated because I can't see. Oh, okay. What What's the name of the bridge again? The I've got it here. Uh, uh, the Matagarup. Yeah, righto. Uh, so on Google Maps, there is no. Photo. So I'm going to go to satellite now because this, I'm, you know, I'm very good with my. Uh... Oh, mate, this is fucking. Oh, this Google Maps picture. They're, they're building Optus Stadium. This, like, it's it's sand. There's, there's construction work going on. There's not even stadiums up. Okay, well, I'm here uh, on WA today, and they're talking about the PT, uh, the PTA. So bus routes are taking different journeys. Uh, let me think. I think I think you may even catch a bus to get to the bridge. You get a bus to the bridge, why not? No, see, I, I'm assuming you get off at uh, what looks to be Claserbrook Station. Oh, yeah, gotcha. A, I think I've got you here, yeah, too, yeah. Or maybe near the Wacker and then you walk across from there is what I'm assuming. Or, Either way, it's a great day for football, Adam. We can't, yeah, unless I, oh, get, neg- unless I get negative. But there's two stations here. Oh, there's a station here called Perth Stadium Station. Why the fuck don't you just get off there and walk across? Well, maybe why that's do you not, need to... that might not be open yet. Oh, this is fucking misleading. Google Maps is taking me down the fucking garden path. 
Hey, did you watch um, Sydney North? I saw the last five minutes of Sydney North. That mm-hmm. was an absolutely uh, fantastic end. You yeah. know, it's always fun when uh, a team is just one goal ahead because you know when it gets seven and you're like, ah, they need two scores. This is no good. But when it's one, mate, you can go coast to coast in eight to ten seconds. The game is live all the way. Oh, I do like Belgium versus Japan. When yes. the goalkeeper just rolled it out. That was like the that was like the, the World Cup version of Coast to Coast. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? That was incredible. Yeah. Um, but good on the Swannies. I mean, they're kind of, uh, yeah, where, where are they? They're coming? Are they they're kind of thereabouts? Are they kind of the Swans? Like, just, they're there? Well, I mean, they're sitting fourth uh, at the moment as we look at the live ladder. Um, we're in the fourth quarter over at Optus Stadium and Fremantle are leading 40 to 30 against the Power. Is it? I haven't seen this game. I'm assuming there's a hurricane. I presume so. In so Perth? It sounds like a shootout. Yeah. So at the moment, oh, based on that, the live ladder, uh, Port Adelaide have slipped outside the top four. Sydney are back in there. Um, are Sydney a team that you want to face in September? Oh, God, are no. there any, Are there any teams you want to face in September? But I imagine um, Sydney are one you never want to face by the fact that they've been there forever and ever, and therefore you don't want to go near them. A uh, story close to my heart, it sounds like the Swans might be up here in Rockard Studios. The Swans might be getting a training ground inside Ranwick Racecourse. Yeah, right. So that means, hang on, inside the race course. Inside so like the in actual the... race course, yeah. So like imagine like Flemington race course, but like you've got a football training ground in between it. So when I'm, uh, when I'm at the pub at uh, 2 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon and I'm watching the fucking, the nags get around and I've just laid a bet on the animated greyhounds and I turn around and I look up at Randwick, could I see... Buddy Franklin running around in the background. You really could, yeah. So they talk about doing one between, like, kind of in, on the inside. Because yeah. the Swans have their ground kind of outside the SAG where they run around. And it's literally, and like, you, across the do road. You have, do you have public access to that? Could you go and watch the Swans, like, stand there and watch their training? Yeah, yeah. So if I catch the bus, like, if I get to... If I'm on the bus post 8am, uh, there's a fair chance the Swans will be training on that ground. Okay, and uh, does that mean you would lie. be able to get into Randwick, Randwick Racecourse to go and watch them? Uh, actually, yeah, I imagine. Like, I mean, think about Racecourse. Like, I would imagine at Randwick they're not training horses there, and they just have it as a venue. Uh, I could be making that up, but I don't. I reckon know you might be. Wouldn't anything? they get horses out there to have a bit of a bit of a trot round? You know, like the like the players go out pre-game. Shouldn't that be on you though? If you're a horse trainer, have your own track. Have your own track. Well, have your own... Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Sorry. I um, continue with the adventures of Michael knows nothing about horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's in, if Hawthorne... Are, uh, Hawthorne. If Sydney are training yep. in Randwick, uh, to use your Flemington analogy, mm-hmm. I have regularly tried to break into Flemington to stash uh, booze pre, oh, pre um, Cup Carnival. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, sure, and, sure. And you, you can't just walk on in, so I don't think you'd be able to go and watch the Swannies. Yeah, gotcha. I'm looking here. The Swans have been to Plans Cricket... Oh, he, well, he would talk about um, Swans and Cricket Australia. New South Wales, I'm um, joining up, sorry. Um, uh, there'd be playground, outdoor nets, walking track, no footbridge, no word of footbridge. Mm-hmm. So I reckon they're looking at getting out of the SDG by the fact that... Actually, one fun fact... Um, when I have gone around the bus and seen the Swans training, also there have been other teams training. So I see like kind of what I reckon might be New South Wales cricket and I reckon maybe Australian women's rugby and maybe uh, um, Australian male rugby. So I think the areas where they train are all a bit on top of each other. That's not very good for an elite uh, sporting team, is it? To share your... Like I, I reckon they're looking just, for their own place where they can do their own thing. Because, I mean, imagine uh, SCG, they're not allowed onto it until, you know, March. Yeah. So I reckon they're looking for their own. Their own. After after about 35 years in Sydney, they're looking <laughs> for their own fucking venue. It's a fucking joke. So you think they'll, re- they'll move the whole headquarters there? That would be the Sydney Swans. Uh, well, I guess it has to be, doesn't it? Maybe. So all the... Um, couple of, uh, like, uh, they did at the Gold Coast, put up a couple of portables. 
Horse got his own. Maybe Johnny Blakey and a couple of the other uh, assistant coaches in a in a portable. Maybe, maybe, but also like the um, if they have offices at the SCG, um, it's probably about I don't know half a k to to Randwick. Okay, but and yeah, but not... I mean you don't want to walk down the street for half a k to to you know hand over a letter for, that you just got. Yeah, I would, maybe it could be part of their warm up. You park at the SCG, you jog down there, you're ready to go. You know, you're fresh and fit. What about because uh, obviously. GWS is seen as the Western Sydney team, you know, the, the blue collar. How does this help with the Swans' um, idea that they're uh, up themselves, moving out to Randwick? That's like somewhere where you would have grown up, isn't it? But also at the same time, like, they're in more parks. So, like, Randwick is, like, the next suburb over. So they're not really doing much different. Okay. Like, literally, like, 500 metres. Okay, I trust you, man. I trust you. You're my, you're my. Yeah, uh, I'm, you know. I'm your ear on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you let me know what's going on in Sydney. Yeah, and also like let's not talk it up. Like Randwick, like in terms of Randwick race course, like there are still like people wearing a nice dress who may look like they're doing well who are fucking shit faced and <laughs> falling over <laughs> or spewing in a bucket. Like let's not, yep. you know, the races aren't great. I get you. I get you. No, they're all, all but they're they're drinking only the the finest quality champagne, Michael. Yeah, yeah, out of a bag. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Rory Sloan, man, five years. That is massive. Yeah. Everyone like because uh, what I had read in the uh, Melbourne papers is that he had already signed with several Melbourne clubs, bought a few houses here, had yeah, a few yeah. children in Melbourne, yeah. and <laughs> was basically he was going to be the king of Moomba next year. That's yeah, yeah. how far down the track it had gone. Yeah, they talked about how the hardest call to make was to his parents to say that I am coming home one day, but just not now. But a five-year... Do you reckon that's the hardest call you had to make as an adult? You're like, hey, mum and dad, you know how I haven't been uh, in the same state as you for 10 years now? Mm. And they're like, yeah, yeah. You go, yeah, it's going to continue for another five. Yeah, and but... then do you, reckon, do you reckon they're wailing at home? Yeah. Oh, Rory, we'd planned. Yeah, by the way, when I come home, I'll have $5 million in the bank. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they signed up for five, and I mean that's a bit of a you know you got you got kind of excited last week at the press about personally for about Hawthorne, uh, saying that you know serial money cleared up that we might be able to chance at him. But um, but full yeah. credit to him by the way as well, just by signing and putting it out there, and not doing the whole kind of oh look we'll find out we'll see how we go. Like I mean five years is like um five years is kind of like what I reckon the players are after in terms of they want that guarantee, we want that long time. You know, a lot of teams offer three, and they go, nah, I want just five years kind of just done. I'm sorted. I don't need to worry about it again. But it doesn't happen a lot with the club that you are with when you're 28. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be well into his early 30s. Yep, yep. And no, once you're 31, career over. Yeah, no, no, no one's ever played well after 31. No, with it's a, never happened. Never will fact. happen. Absolute fact. Can I just say, though, it buried... Probably the biggest news out of the week, which didn't get enough traction, but was pointed out to us on uh, Twitter from uh, Gabe Lord. Thank you. But uh, he was saying, now our favourite chicken salt, Matani, used to have... Someone was asking me, why do we always bang on about Matani? It was because at, uh, at Amy Stadium, Amy Park, what was it called? Uh, Westlakes. Yeah. Amy Stadium. Yeah, Amy Stadium, yeah. There used to be a sign that said Matani behind the goals, and we didn't know what the fuck that was because, you know, we're not locals. Anyway, it's everyone's favourite. It's chicken salt. And the top corner of the Matani chicken salt sign is back behind the screens at Adelaide Oval behind the goals. Yeah, so they seem to have taken the sign away but left a little bit left a little bit there. So that sign, did they ever exist at Adelaide Oval or was it just uh, yeah, no, they did. Westlakes? No, our initial fascination became... Yep came from Adelaide Oval and we were fascinated by the fact that there was a, a sign that we thought said just said chicken salt and yep. we didn't know it actually said Matani next to it. Yeah, okay, there you go. And uh, so so there's a chance that, uh, I don't know, do we need to uh, crowdfund? Like, can Matani only afford to have an MI Well, yeah, they've got a me. But I think, I, yeah. think the, I think the good people at Adelaide know that when they look at the me, they yeah. know that it's uh, chicken salt, Matani chicken salt. Yeah, that's a fair point. I... I it's very well picked up, by the way. Yeah, no, it's really a, a good eye. Good eye for business. Hey, uh, I just think it should be uh, it should be a full Matani sign. Like, this is disrespecting uh, the world's favourite condiment. I'm amazed that the AFL just 
doesn't do it for free. Just be like, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we have Matani up there all the time? Or why wouldn't it be Matani Stadium? Ah, uh, good cross point. Out, That's let's cross great. out now to Matani. Great. That's actually fucking amazing. That'd be so good if, you, if that happened. If you cross the footbridge to Matani. Can we crowdfund that? That'd be fucking a great idea if we had to go to Matani Stadium. Yeah. Oh, nice. That, that would make Rory Sloan sign on immediately. There wouldn't have even been conjecture. Yeah. They're like, do you want to leave? No, I'm not leaving Bintardi Stadium. I'm a <laughs> fucking fool. It's delicious. Yeah. So, okay. Our uh, Adelaide alive again. They had a fantastic win over Geelong, who you can't get a handle on Geelong. They no. have a, a rousing win up in Sydney, and then they turn it around and uh, lose to a side that they probably should have beaten. Yeah, both tough games, though. So Geelong are a game in. They're, um, they're ninth. Uh, Adelaide or a game out. Yeah, yes. sheesh. They're both thereabouts, but yeah. I mean, I, I, Adam, I'm, I'm, is it too early to say that uh, Adelaide should get collective mind back in? I mean, obviously, they've had a bit of moments, you know, a few moments and wasn't great, but the form's dropping off. Get them back in. They made a grand final last year. They're not going to make the eight this year. Well, I mean, if, if the minds, if, if CM are back, I would, I would put my money on. Adelaide making like you don't have to take them to the Gold Coast you don't have to go full on but if you can blindfold someone in their own car so they're a little bit comfortable with it yeah. you play the Richmond theme song through their stereo so they know you know the equaliser is set up correctly just little things like that that make them a little bit more comfortable before making them uncomfortable I do love like what a collective mind do now like now they've got the kind of publicity of like a national organisation going yeah we're not doing you anymore like what are they what what are Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Collective Mind. What are they doing now? Because yeah, it, yeah, it is a, a mum and pup, mom and pop organization. Yeah, just you know, you know pseudo science, mental mind kind of organization. Like, what are they up to? Yeah, you know, they wandering down the street. You know, hey, wanna you wanna sell more uh, chips at the fish and chip shop? Like, yeah, yeah. Do they do they shop themselves around? Like, yeah. do you want to get more out of your? Out of your Jim's Mowing franchise. Hey, look, in all the stuff where, you know, there was a thing where, like, Indigenous players kind of, you know, were very upset about things we did. Just ignore that. No, we're good, <laughs> we're good for everything. Yeah. Look, look, we may have uh, fractured a team during preseason and humiliated them on the big stage at the MCG by making them stand like a bunch of fucking morons. But apart from, from that, that, everything from that, we've we're done... We're great. We're great. We're, we're flying. Yeah. We're, and if you want... If you need us in our business, like if you run a, a Michelle's patisserie that isn't going so well, yeah. we can get you back out there. If you run a 24-hour bakery, we can sort you out. Yeah, so the other team's knocking outside the eight, as you as you may have mentioned there. Uh, so we've got North Melbourne, Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, how much have you already penciled in your bloody win against Brisbane, you fucking idiots? Yeah, we did, you fucking idiots. Uh, yeah, I fucked that up. But, um, but yeah, unfortunate. Um, and also watching the game, like Hawthorne was wearing uh, a pink and brown top and then the Lions wearing a, what, a yellow and maroon, would you call it? No, yellow yeah. and brown. And so when, yeah. when, when the Lions would get it, you'd be like, oh, that's us. And then you go, oh, no, that's not us. So it was a very confusing game the whole time. Can I just... Uh... Uh, catch you on that and say you are completely fucking wrong because I saw that and as soon as you saw the pink you went oh that's Hawthorne. Well, well, fuck you then, man. I fucking know my team. I fucking, <laughs> whenever fucking Brisbane Lions got the ball, I was like, oh, that's me. That's my team. And then I realised it was not. Uh, and then yeah, I realised a lot more in the in the in man. the in the second half of the t- of the game, it was <laughs> yeah a lot not my team. And then. A lot, not my team, kicked a lot of goals against my team. And I got annoyed by that. How much do you, how much weight do you put on the idea that Luke Hodge, with all his uh, intellectual property, his IP, contributed to the victory over the Brisbane Lions against Hawthorne? Oh, yeah, I'd weigh, um, give that a bit of weight. And also Chris Fagan as well. Mm. So, yeah, definitely. I would, um, I would say definitely it's a... A combination of Fagan and um and Hodge, and therefore that's why they should never be invited back to the club ever again. <laughs> so here's a theory I have: if you're a struggling team, for example, say say you are Brisbane, okay, and you want to really fly back up the ladder, this is my theory for next season, right? So they've got Luke Hodge, so Hawthorne is covered. Uh-huh. They at the end of the season, although they don't have to maybe do sixteen. Anyway, here's my theory: they delist sixteen players. And they bring in 
16 players from the 16 other different clubs. So they get the IP on each club. Gotcha. So they go through undefeated. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Get every idea. So they don't need... Yeah, they don't need to get anyone from Carlton. They've got Mitch Robinson. They don't mm-hmm. need anyone from Geelong because they've got Alan Christensen. Dane Beams can give them Collingwood. So they haven't had to add too many from opposition teams. I'm sure there's a lot more that we're uh, unaware of. I like it, man, because I reckon there will be genuinely be massive differences between clubs in terms of how they do things. Like, I reckon if you were at a low club for a long time and you came mm. to a, a top team for a long time, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's like going from black and white to colour. Well, can I say that uh, that is proven because earlier in the season, Don Pike said of Bryce Gibbs that uh, he's had to learn a lot of new things. We do things uh, differently here at Adelaide. And he was kind of intimating that we do things properly. Yeah, wow. Whereas that fucking rabble back in uh, bloody Royal Parade in Carlton, Mm -hmm. no fucking idea. How are you feeling about the man? Uh, Carlton? Yeah, you okay? Um... So we, we beat Essendon. I feel like um, um, yeah, the only thing about Carlton's the year, to me, is like um, maybe not enough Friday night. Like I'd like, I, to I see them, I'd like to see them maybe 17, 18 Friday nights next year. It's not about it. Like, do you, do you enjoy watching the ritual humiliation of the Blues? Well, I find like, you know, my, my, my weekly day is, you know, kind of stressful and I enjoy coming back on a Friday night and I just... I just I just love uh, a good laugh, just a chuckle, yeah. just to, you know, just kind of, you know, you know, shake the week off me, and uh, and I would like to see that maybe, you know, 17, 18 times next year. Obviously, there are other big matches I want to see on a Friday night, but yeah, I think I think more Carlton on a Friday night would be great. I think, I, I like what you're saying there. So what happens is you get home, you've had a tough week, yeah. and then you sit down, you grab yourself a wine, you grab yourself a beer, you grab yourself a junk time stubby holder available at... Uh, junktime.bigcartel.com and you sit down and you watch the blues and you go, my life's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling all right about myself. And then you wake up Saturday morning with a bit of a spring in your step because you're not Carlton. You're no. not wearing some fucking weird grey outfit with little patches on the backs of the shorts. And you, you know, you're not Matthew Cruiser going down with a heart complaint, making that the second player in as many weeks with a heart complaint. What yeah. the fuck is going on at Carlton? Uh, but yeah, McCullum, man, you can't blame that on anyone. But well, it's, fun, I, it's fun. I think it's I'm fun. It's fun to point the finger, though. <laughs> well, is it like what brings on a a a, a heart complaint? Um, is it is it a panic attack? Are, are the Carlton players too stressed? Are we under? Are they feeling? Should everyone back off them? Maybe people like you who pick on the Blues all the time. Maybe yep. you leave them alone so Matthew Cruiser and Caleb Marchbank can go about. They're regular heartbeat rhythms. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, fucking dogs. I mean, maybe could it be that it's the first time in a while that someone at Carlton's shown any kind of heart? Do you like that one? That's uh, pretty good, mate. <laughs> That's right, you're the big dog. Shall we have a football in real life? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Oh, can I... Oh, can I talk about a gig? Speaking of uh, of dire situations, can I tell you about a gig I did on Friday afternoon? You cannot. We'll move on. On to football is in real life. Uh, uh, so I did a gig for the Footscray Yarraville Bowls Club. Now, I'm not sure whether it was a, a football club associated with them or whether it was for the Bowls Club. They asked me to do it, and I'm such a good uh, person. I said, of course I'll do it. Of course. So I go out there, and uh, Doug... Dougie Hawkins was on when I got there. Yeah, cool. So they'd already heard from the Melbourne Victory captain, whose name escapes me. Then it was Dougie Hawkins. And you know you know when you're at a gig, right? You're trying to get a read of the room, trying to see what's going on. So they were kind of an older crowd. There was a lot of white hair in there. You know you're in trouble when you hear some of the jokes that are being trotted out and the crowd are roaring and you just go, oh, I'm in big trouble here. So what kind of jokes were going on? Oh, actually, don't tell me. Yeah. Well, there was one Sam uh, involving Sam Newman and an air hostess on a plane. Yeah, sure. And... Don't tell me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I yeah, won't. Gotcha. I won't gotcha. sully our uh, listeners' ears. Yeah, it's sure. not like it's not a terrible joke. Like it's not uh, an awful. But joke, like, but kind of like not... a kind of like a joke joke. 
like a yes. joke book joke. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's a joke joke using uh, using uh, people that we all know and love. Yeah, gotcha. And so that got a huge laugh, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. I don't do that. I don't yeah, do yeah. that kind of material. My stuff is so nuanced and clever. For and sure, for sure. Yeah, and your, your puppet is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, little Rosie Jr. Huh. So I get up on stage, and from the crowd, I can see uh, Terry Wheeler, who, remember, coach? Oh, yeah, sure. Ex-coach of uh, the of the doggies in the, probably the early to mid-90s, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. And then there was a face in front of me, and I'm like, who is that guy? And he kept talking. I'm like, he looks really fucking familiar. And it was EJ Jr., Oh, really? Yeah, cool. Yeah, completely ignoring me. So that was nice to be ignored by the son of one of the greats. Yeah, gotcha. That's cool, man. Yeah, so that's the second time now uh, that old Footscray champions have hated my guts. I did a gig out at, I think it was St Albans Football Club, during the day on a Friday afternoon, and Brad Hardy was there. And the blank look on his face during my full 25-minute set was one of, uh, one to see, but... You needed to see it to believe it. He <laughs> hated me so much. That's funny. So basically, uh, I won't be doing an old boys uh, Footscray gig anytime soon. Well, we've got some more fun here, man, from uh, Aiden. Uh, I was at the sushi train in Welland, uh, in brackets Adelaide, and I noticed yep. Mike Blickhavs and Howard were sitting opposite me with who I assume was his girlfriend. Uh, we made okay. eye contact a few times as I was checking <laughs> to see what an AFL player chooses to eat. Turns out to be pretty boring. Just bring rolls, teriyaki chicken, and a few tuna rolls. He did leave a sizable tip. So he's not as much of a dirty bastard in my eyes anymore. <laughs> there we go. Jeez, I wonder if Brian Lake would ever go to a sushi train again. Or is he scarred? I'm just looking at an email about the footbridge. Just uh, kind of... Uh, okay, no, we're okay. We're okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, from Tom. I'm a truck driver in Perth metro area, and earlier this year during the preseason, I had a load of Pilates and uh, exercise gear to deliver to a new venture near West Coast New Training Ground. I have a large West Coast flag suspended behind the driver's seat, as most Darrow truckers do over here. And Good. the owner of the goods had a smile on her face as I rocked up to the new shop. I said, G'day. I unstrapped the load while she went and got her helpers. It took me a second, but realised the helper was none other than West Coast defender Will Schofield, and then said he had a mate coming to help as well, and we should roll up, and who should roll up, but Chris Maston and one of the rookies, whose name I didn't get at the time. So I spent a good 40 minutes making shitty pre-season jokes and general chit-chat with a couple of club, club champions. Stoked. Masto was a, had a great year. And uh, Shoei was nearly as bold as me, which made me feel great. <laughs> it does help when you see footballers going bald. Have you noticed? I think it's is it Josh Walker from Brisbane. He's unbalded. Unbalded? How? Yeah, well, in the same way that Brent Guerra. Oh, like Brent Guerra. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. Noticed, David Hale. Yeah. Have you noticed Jordan Lewis's hair's thickened up a little bit? Really? I have not noticed that. Yeah. Because uh, Jordy and I share that same kind of little patch at the back of the top of the head there. And uh, I've been noticing that Geordie's is a lot uh, thicker and lusher than it has been in previous seasons. Another one from Luke here. Um, currently travelling back from a trip to Russia to enjoy the World Cup. So, yes, I'm doing very well for myself. Mm, very well. Uh, firstly, a sighting of giant star Lockie Whitfield attending Carl Cox. Oh, wow, Carl Cox. That's a blast from the past. Gig at the Festival yeah. Hall. Uh, post their draw to the Saints early in the year. And while he had two Smirnoff double blacks in the hand, he did appear on his best behaviour and went largely unnoticed to a large crowd of many cooked individuals. Okay. Uh, I mean, all I need to know is where did Lockie Whitfield stay after the gig? <laughs> was was he at uh, Craig Lambert's house or did he stay at his own place? Uh, additionally, my best single one-day sighting. Uh, on one particular day... Uh, over last summer while drinking in Richmond, not uncommon sighting of James Frawley, an owner of a small pug dog, seemingly local who knows a lot about other dog owners and happily chatty. A -hmm. few moments after Frawley had left, Isaac Smith showed up with the uh, golden retriever, Mm -hmm. uh, not chatting to others. He lay in the grass uh, and then heading home, Bridge Road, now defunct, a designer shop, 
had the privilege of witnessing the great Sandy Roberts testing the couch. Holy shit. <laughs> what a day. I cannot confirm if he did not or did not buy the couch, but given the look on his face, I'd suggest not. Oh, that's sad. But yeah, so one day, Frawley, Smith and Sandy. How old is Sandy Roberts? 70? Uh, we could find that out, I reckon, yeah. Been He's got to be nudging that, doesn't he? Have to be. So we're a little bit tighter. We're just about to uh, finish up here, but it's only an eight-point game over in the West. Uh, Frio, 58 to Port Adelaide, 50. So that won't do a lot to the ladder. Uh, Port Adelaide basically can't move from fifth. They'll stay behind the Swans just because the game's so tight, unless they kick 20 goals in three minutes. Gotcha. Sandy is uh, 68. 68? Yeah. Okay. But we uh, we better hit the road, man. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod on Twitter and Facebook. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks! The Blues. They're a thing. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.